So you wonder, what is he going to do with the big pink ball of yarn? Well, you'll find out in a few minutes. During our annual planning meeting, uh, we, we try to establish a focus 
for the year? You know, what do we most want to focus on and do in the life of the church? And I shared with them that I felt like the need for this year was to focus on connections. Creating more and better connections. And I got to thinking about how important connections are. Um, for instance, I like to ride my bicycle. And I have a fairly nice bicycle. It's got a nice soft padded seat. It's got the speedometer so, you know, I can see when I'm going more than 20 mile an hour. <laughs> Which is not very often unless... I do ride Bailey's Hill in Frankton. Anybody familiar with Bailey's Hill? I've hit 25, 26 going down Bailey's Hill. And then you start praying. Because <laughs> I only have these two little pieces of rubber on each side of the tire to slow me down. And uh, that's, that's interesting. So, uh, but I have a nice bicycle. But the, the whole bicycle, uh, its usefulness is determined by this little chain that connects the tire and the pedals. And when that chain is connected, that bike works great. But if one of those links pops out of that chain, it's not worth anything. The bike just sits. Connections are important. Think about the internet. When we came in this morning, we'd had a power outage here on Thursday night, and it messed up our internet. And so we got in ready for the 930 service, and we couldn't project anything because our system is, is internet-based. And, and uh, it doesn't matter how much equipment you have or how good your equipment is, if the internet's off, it's not worth anything. It's connections. Think about relationships in a, in a marriage relationship. When a husband and wife are connected and they're communicating well and they have similar goals and their lives are moving in a similar direction, it's a beautiful thing. But when there's a disconnect and they stop communicating and they start going in opposite directions, then we have problems. Connections are important. And nowhere are they more important than in terms of our relationship to Christ and his church and the world in which we live. As I read about the first Christians in the book of Acts, I find out that those three types of connections were the basis of, of all that we do as a Christian. Let me read this for you and then we'll talk about it. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as they had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The first thing the people had to do was become connected to Christ. 
After the Pentecost experience when the Holy Spirit came down and the apostles went out of the house and they began to preach the good news about Jesus, toward the end of Acts 2, uh, the people ask a question. What must we do? How are we to respond to what we have heard? And he said, you're to repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. In other words, you've got to get connected to Christ. So I want to use this ball of yarn to kind of illustrate what I want to talk about this morning. And I'm going to use this cross to represent Christ. As I told him at the 930 service, sometimes these ideas work a lot better in my mind <laughs> than they actually do. So I don't know how this is going to work. But uh, I am connected to Christ. And how did they do that? How did they form this connection? Uh, if you caught it there in Acts 2.42, it said that they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. All three of those things are ways we connect to Christ. The apostles' teaching is this. Do you realize that for the first 300 years of the church's history, they had no printed Bible? The word of God was passed through the word of followers of Jesus. The apostles taught it, then those who learned it from the apostles taught it, then those who learned it from those who learned it from the apostles taught it, and they just kept passing it down generation to generation of believers in Jesus. They connected to Christ through his word. Because you can only connect to someone if you know them. And this word tells us who he was, what he did, what was important to him? What did he ask us to do? That's the apostles' teaching. He connected through the breaking of bread. Now that implies that they ate together, which we do pretty good. We have quite a few times that we eat together. But it's also about this, the breaking of bread. When Jesus met with his disciples the last time, it said he blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And they were to remember his sacrifice on the cross through the breaking of bread and the taking of the cup. So communion is meant to be a primary experience in which we connect to Christ. And prayer. I can't overemphasize the importance of prayer. You cannot be connected well to Jesus if you don't pray any more than I can be connected with you if we never talk. What if I came up to you and said, I'd really like to be your friend. I really want to get to know you. I'd like us to be able to do things together. Just, just have a real strong friendship. And you said, okay, fine. When you want to get together? Oh, I don't want to get together. <laughs> well, when can we talk? Oh, I don't want to talk to you either. <laughs> I just want you to be my friend. Well, see, that doesn't work. And yet we try to be connected to Christ and we don't talk to him. And we don't listen to him. That's why coming up here, uh, beginning March 10th and going to Easter, which is the, I think the 21st of April, we are going to do something together as a church called 40 Days of Prayer. 
because we want to emphasize the importance of prayer. And I'm going to say a little more about that in a few minutes. But that's how this connection to Christ was established. The, the apostles' teaching, the word of God, the breaking of bread, communing together with Christ and through prayer. And this is all I need, isn't it? Me and Jesus? Now I'm going to date myself here. When, when I was probably a teenager, there was a song by Chris Christofferson. Anybody know Chris Christofferson? Yeah, yeah. And it was called Me and Jesus. Now wait a minute. That was why me, Lord. I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> I got my wrong person. Okay, this one will throw it. Tom T. Hall. Okay, there we go. Donna had the wrong song. I, I like... I like why Me, Lord, too. That's a good one. That's Chris Christopherson. Tom T. Hall did a song called Me and Jesus. Me and Jesus got our own thing going. Me and Jesus got it all worked out. I don't need anybody to tell me what's happening. Because me and Jesus is what it's all about. And I used to like that song. Until I got old enough and mature enough in my faith to say, wait a minute. Me and Jesus is good, <laughs> but it's not enough. Did the, did the, apostle, did the uh, first Christians stop there? Did they connect with Christ and say, that's good enough. Let's all go back to our homes and let's just be Christian, me and Jesus. No. They made a second connection, which was to one another to form the church. They said, we can't, the Christian life is never meant to be lived in isolation from other believers. It's meant to be lived in community, in connectedness with other believers. So I'm connected to Christ, but I need to be connected to the church. Greg, I need you to catch this. There we go. That's why I'm on the church softball team, by the way. See that? Right to it. Actually, if it had gone to Sean, I'd have said, Sean, I wanted you to catch it. Or, you know, wherever it went. All right, now you need to pass it around. Just pass it around. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. You got to stay connected. Come on. Get, get hold. Grab hold of it. Okay, and just pa pass it around. Your side of the church, just pass it around. I don't care. I told you this worked a lot better in my mind than it's probably going to work here. We are making connections. Keep going, Gina, keep going. I don't care. There we go. There we go. Yeah, except how many times in softball do you do this? You know, I don't, I don't think that's a useful skill. <laughs> We're making connections. After they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer, it said that they had everything in common. They were also devoted to fellowship. And, and you know, we, we hear fellowship, we think dinners, 
We think coffee and donuts before church, that's not fellowship. That's eating. (laughs) Fellowship are Christian people connecting with other Christian people in such a way that our lives become intertwined. It said that they, are you messing up my ball of yarn? Yeah, bring it on back up this way. Just pass it on up through the people. That's fine. I'm testing your your ability to pay attention to me while a big ball of pink yarn is flying through the sanctuary. (laughs) It said they had all things in common. It said that they shared what they had. It said that they gave to any as they had need. See, that's fellowship. That's connection. It's not just a group of people who show up in a building and sit in a seat for an hour and then leave. And then next week you do it over again. That's not connecting. It is quite possible that you could come to church every Sunday of your life but not be connected to the body of Christ. Because it takes more than that. It takes our involvement with each other. One thing I love about this church is the way you involve yourself in each other's lives other than Sunday morning. You know, when someone has a need, we can get on the phone and say, hey, we got somebody that needs to go to the doctor on Tuesday. Could you drive them there? And more often than not, they say yes. We've got somebody that could use some meals. We've got somebody that needs a wheelchair ramp built. And no matter what the need is, people come around. Yeah, yeah, they want to connect. Throw it over there. Let them connect. So, uh, actually, hold on to it a minute. Hold on to it a minute, Pam. Because uh, I, I got one more to go. Is, is this good enough? I'm connected to Christ. I'm connected to his church. Is that sufficient? No. Because there's one other connection Christ calls us to make. And that is to what the Bible calls the world or the people out there who don't know Jesus. I've often told you there are only two types of people in the world. There are the people who know Jesus and the people who need to know Jesus. And one of the primary purposes of the church is for those who are in the church who are connected to Christ and connected to each other to then make connections with those to whom they can share their faith. The number one reason people give in surveys for coming to Christ and getting involved in the church is because somebody told them. Somebody connected with them. Somebody befriended them. Somebody shared their faith with them. And we need to do that. So those of you that have the string now, you're the church. Those of you that don't have the string, you're the world. You're the unbelieving world out there. So Pam, we need to share Christ with them. So let's make some connections. Go ahead. There we go. (laughs) And go ahead, just, just connect all you want. Um, <laughs> did you catch that in, 
at the end of Acts, yeah, did you catch that? Um, in Acts 2.47, it says that they enjoyed the favor of all the people. And when they say the people, they don't mean the people in the church, the church people. They mean the people out there. So how did they enjoy the favor of the people if their faith was confined inside the walls of a church building? The reason they enjoyed the favor of the people is because they were connected to the people. They lived their lives in such a way that their faith impacted every relationship they had. Their family members, their friends, their co-workers, the people they interact with every day, the, the checkout person at the store, the waitress in the restaurant, Everyone you interact with on any kind of a regular basis is an opportunity for you to make connections for Christ. And that's what Jesus asked us to do. It's not enough that I know him and it's not enough that I know you. I need to know them. I need to make those connections. Somebody got disconnected back there. That's, that's one heavy ball. Oh, that's in the world. That's right. That's, that's the world. We don't, we don't worry about that. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, just walk out the door and throw it to somebody out there on the street. Uh, they'd think you're crazy, wouldn't they? If you walked out of this church door and the first person that walked by, excuse me. You and I are now connected. I'm going to tell you about Jesus. It might work. I don't know. But, you know, this is one thing to talk about it, but how are we going to do it? Well, there are some things we're getting ready to do. We are having something built that is going to be out in the main hallway called Connection Central. It's going to be a counter-type area where we are going to consolidate all the information about the church, places to sign up for things to be involved in, places for visitors to walk in and get information about the church, to find out who we are and where they go in the church building and what's going on. We need a centralized place for that to happen, so that's in the works. We're also coming up not bad, not bad. Infield, infield of the softball team. I don't think that was an outfield arm, but I could see infield. Yeah, yeah. Don't give it to him. He does things. He does things. There you go. <laughs> we we are creating what we call connect cards, and. In a few weeks, we're going to be asking all of you to fill out a Connect card. We know that all of our information is not correct. We, we want to know your, your phone number. We want to know your, your email address. And we want to be able to connect with you. Uh, we're going to start a new uh, text tree prayer chain. You know, instead of having to make phone calls to relay prayer requests, we can do it much faster and go much farther through texting. So we're going to sign up everybody that would be interested, and we're going to be able to blast out these prayer concerns that come our way to as many of you as want them. And that will expand our prayer ministry. We're getting ready to launch what we call Connect Groups. 
Starting next week, you will be able to sign up for one of six groups. Uh, I told you earlier we're doing the 40 days of prayer. They involve small groups. And, and those small groups are going to come together, eight or ten people, at somebody's house or maybe here at the church, and you're going to learn together about prayer from Pastor Rick Warren. He's the one who wrote this program. If you remember The Purpose Driven Life, that's Rick Warren. And then what we do on, on Sunday morning is going to relate to what you talk about in your small groups. And I hope everybody here will connect with a connect group. There are only six weeks. We're asking you for a six-week commitment. And then several times throughout the year, we will have a new topic, and we'll have a new set of connect groups. And we'll give you an opportunity to get to know a small group of people very well so that you can make those connections. We have some other things coming along, but that's enough for now. I just want you to know that this connection thing, it's not just a sermon I'm doing this morning and we're done with it. This is going to be our theme, our focus for the entire year here at East Main Street. So let us pray. God, I thank you so much for the love that you give us through Christ, for the connection that he makes with us because of his sacrifice for us. I thank you that once we come to Christ, we get to become part of his people, his family. The Bible says that we become a child of God and children are meant to live in families and so are we as Christians. I thank you for the connections we've made in the life of this church and pray that we can make even more. But Lord, we know that's not enough. We know that there is a world out there of people who are hurting people who are lost and dying in their sin, people who need Jesus and will only find him if we share it. So I pray that you would bless us each day as we encounter people, that we will see them through God's eyes, that we will see them through God's heart, and that we will find meaningful ways to share with them the grace that we have found through Jesus Christ. Bless our connections, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, who's got the ball? Oh, good. Candy, your job is to roll it back up. <laughs> I am going to, uh, I'm going to disconnect you from Christ. Only, only yarn-wise. There you go. So if you're holding it, just let it go. And Candy is going to wind that string up. Now this worked at the 930 service. I, I know it's not going to work here. <laughs> but that's not my problem. That's <laughs> I come up with it, you get to do it. That's the way it works. So, But... While Candy is rolling yarn, you know, what we're talking about here is not theoretical. The connection to Christ is the starting point of everything. And there may be someone here this morning that doesn't have that. As I've been talking about that, you may say, you know, I don't really have that. I'm not connected to Christ. And we don't want you to leave here without being connected to him. 
So we are going to have a time of invitation. Uh, we're not going to throw you a, a ball of yarn, but we're going to ask you to come and receive Christ as your Savior. Joe is connected. Um, if you don't know him as your Savior, it would be my privilege to receive you, to pray with you, to lead you in a simple confession of Christ, accepting him. Let's stand together. We're going to sing hymn number 84, verses 1 and 2.